Hey everyone, it's Paul Ward with the Home and Ranch team, and welcome to another edition of Farm Talk. Today I'm going to tell you a little bit about our Halloween, which was uh, quite unusual. We had a fire here in our area called the Maria Fire. And if you're local, of course, you know about it. But uh, if you're beyond Ventura County, California, it was probably just another uh, blip on the news radar with uh, several fires happening all at once. So just a few days uh, prior to Halloween, we had two other fires. One was called the Easy Fire, an interesting, funny name, although the fire itself was not funny. It almost burned down the Ronald Reagan Library. And then the other fire that happened was called the Getty Fire, uh, named after the Getty Museum. And uh, the Easy Fire started with an electrical line that fell down, and the Getty Fire started because a tree branch also fell on an electrical line. And uh, the Maria Fire was somewhat similar. It also started with an electrical (coughs) issue, but this was with a surge, an electrical surge. And what our electric company has been doing is they have been turning the power off when the wind speeds reach a certain speed. And then using their computer models, they will turn the power back on when they feel it's safe to do so. So they were actually turning the power back on when a 16,000 volt uh, surge ignited a spark on a mountaintop called South Mountain. And this mountain, it's not a very big mountain, it's just a you know, couple thousand feet high, um, separates the township of Somas from the city of Santa Paula here in Ventura County, California. And um, Somas, which I've talked about before, uh, has a population of about 7,000, spread out over about 10 miles, so it's sparsely populated. And uh, Santa Paula is a city of about 35,000, a farming, a farming community here in the county. And as soon as that uh, surge ignited that spark, the winds were still blowing west. And the fire department knew, using their models, um, how many acres the fire would burn before it would extinguish itself. So they knew... Uh, pretty quickly that this was going to be about a 10,000 acre fire before the fire went out. But there was certainly a lot of commotion and excitement and um, just uh, fear in the meantime. So about six o'clock in the evening, the fire started and it started heading west. And, um, you know, immediately the fire department knows how long it's going to take based on the wind speeds to reach certain locations. So evacuations started in various neighborhoods and uh, canyon properties. And uh, just like always, people who had done brush clearance were safer than people that had not done brush clearance. And uh, June 1st of every year is our fire abatement deadline day. So the fire department does go around all of the rural properties uh, to make sure that people have cleared their tall brush by that deadline. But there are some, still are some pine trees and eucalyptus trees and other flammable uh, types of trees that ignite very easily, even with the firebrush rules in place. And um, the canyon properties are particularly susceptible. So 
I have a property for sale. It's five acres. It's tucked back in a canyon. It's a very cute uh, farmhouse, uh, three bedroom, two bath, uh, with a guest house over a three car garage. And uh, the interesting thing about the house, which was custom built by the owner, is it has no nails. So it's an all wood house. And um, the only reason why it's still standing today, grace of God and also the ranch hand who works on the property about three days a week. So he doesn't live at the property. He lives about 10 miles away in Oxnard, California. And he knew he had the good site to, to head out to the ranch. And the California Highway Patrol led him through the barricade um, because he said, hey, I got to go make sure that the house is okay, make sure the owner's okay. And uh, so they let him through. And sure enough, the fire was engulfing the mountain or the hillside behind the house. And uh, all told, three sides of the property burned. So one side did not burn, but three sides of the property of the five acres burned. And they did some really, really good brush clearance on this property. But one side of the property still had eucalyptus trees and some tall growth. <clears throat> so the flames were heading down towards the house. And what they had also done was they had spread mulch throughout the five acres to keep the moisture in the soil. So there are over 100 varieties of uh, varying fruit trees on the property. And for water conservation purposes, they've got a lot of mulch spread out to keep the moisture in the soil. Well, when the mulch isn't wet, um, it's flammable. And not only was the fire coming through the eucalyptus trees, but it now was spreading underneath the mulch and small flames were popping up. Um, Basically, it looked like small flames were popping up underneath the ground with a lot of smoldering going on as well. So the ranch hand had the foresight to grab the, uh, the tractor with the skip loader and scrape the mulch off of the earth to um, basically clear the ground of any flammables. And so this prevented the flames from reaching the house. Now, in some areas, the flames were 30, 40 feet high, um, not too far from the house, and the fire crews were coming back in the canyons to protect all of the properties. And what what he told me was that the fire crews were from Montana, Oregon, Idaho, Arizona, Nevada, of course, California. And he said, hey, we have water, we have water. And uh, it was just very, very fortunate that the property had a 15,000 gallon cistern underground. So 15,000 gallons of water stored underground in a giant tank. And the fire trucks were able to fill up in less than two minutes, uh, 500 gallons with their uh, fire trucks uh, if they had pumps. And so he said there were about five fire trucks lined up at the property, all filling up in less than two minutes. And not only were they able to protect um, this, this particular home, they were able to protect several of the surrounding properties without having to go all the way back to a fire hydrant, which was uh, quite far away. <clears throat> and then, of course, helicopters were doing drops. And uh, um, only one house in the area was lost. And uh, that was very, I mean, very sad, of course, but very, very fortunate. 
And it was the one house, of course, that had tall grass and trees right up against it. Um, now, I don't live there near the property. I'm, I'm in town. And uh, it was kind of surreal to see South Mountain burning off in the distance. And uh, I had just a flood of trick-or-treaters coming to my house because I do live in town. Uh, but I certainly knew what was going on or had a, had a thought about what was going on in the general area but of course had no idea that this was happening at this particular property. So just a, an interesting story there. And uh, we do live in fire country. It is of course important to clear tall brush by the June 1st deadline every year. And of course now we're getting our, our rains are starting. So that's very nice. Um, another story was a, a local client was uh, the head of a local HOA, and he stayed in the neighborhood. Well, he said about half or so of the people evacuated, but he was going up and down the uh, farm roads on an ATV, just making sure that there were no hot spots that had popped up. But uh, his neighborhood was um, had a had about a 200-acre uh, buttress of lemons, lemon trees that had um, protected his property. The, from the from the tall grass. So anyway, just uh, an update there on the Maria fire. And uh, hope you have a very th- happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll talk to you at the next show.